Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, Scott Ackerman here, and that's right, you talking you two to me is back, and bro, where are the fucking t-shirts? We couldn't keep waiting for Bono to bring them to us, so we went ahead and made our own t-shirts. Find them on podswag.com, your one-stop shop for unique, quality merchandise from all your favorite podcasts. That's podswag.com, and get 10% off using the code BONO. Breaking waves, every single damn one of them. This is you talking you two to me, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things you two. This is good rock and roll uh, music. Welcome to back. My name is Scott. This is Scott. We're back, baby. Two, three, four. <laughs> you did two, three, four. A On beat, the wrong. A beat the too wrong, late. Wrong place. You did two when it should be three. three four two, when four. it should be one. Seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Scott, of course, uh, welcoming you back to another episode. It has been two years since Spend our last minute. one. It's been a minute. <laughs> How long has it been? Seriously. It's been on. two years. Come I just on. Said. Hey, 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 cut the shit. How long has it been? I, I, uh, Scott, stop fucking around. Tell me how long it's been. Okay, look. Scott, what did I say? You told me to stop Stop talking. Around. Tell me how long it's been. I can't do Cut both. the fucking bullshit, bro. <laughs> Can I, do you want me to Sure, talk? go ahead, sorry. It's been a minute. Scott! <laughs> Look, we're back. That's all that needs to be That's said. Is it, is it a regular thing? Is it uh, sure? I mean, a one-off? We don't know, but we're back. Some people say that like once every 18 months is a regular thing. 
in if we're working within that framework, sure. Then this we're is doing thing. this is so regular that it's almost like my colon, if yeah. you know what I mean. Speaking of your colon, uh, there are places in the world where, and correct me if I'm wrong, where people, do you want me to do that right now, or do you want me to wait until you actually say? I what you're would say? appreciate it if you waited till I said what I was trying to say. Okay, which was there are places in the world where people only shit once every eighteen months. Eighteen months. Eighteen months. I'm gonna go out on a single solitary limb, sure, and say that you are wrong, my friend. I am talking about a place where eighteen months uh, is referred to as. Uh, 18 months, but is this a like God created the world in seven days and they say that each day actually is like that's a thousand exactly years right. or that's something exactly like that? Right. Interesting. That's exactly right. Interesting. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> Let's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're back. Uh, this is obviously Scott of Scott and Scott, and sitting across from me, from the star of the soon to be on the. Fox! Fox! Broadcasting Network, Rupert Murdoch's own Fox! Fox! From the television show Hot Tub Time Machine 3. Oh! Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. No, it's, uh, what is the title of your show? J- Colin Josted. Jehosted. <laughs> Jehosted. <laughs> uh, it is called Ghosted, and it'll be uh, coming to your uh, television sets uh, every Sunday night after The Simpsons this fall. Okay. And your betrothed is in the pilot, and she does an incredible job. Yes. Now, t- uh, such an incredible job that she returns for every episode? Only if my character goes back to this bookstore for some reason. <laughs> well, maybe write him so he has an inquisitive nature where he's always— Okay, slow down. Slow down. <laughs> Uh, maybe she'll be on every 18 months. Maybe, and then mm-hmm. it would be a regular thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, across from me, of course, is my partner in crime, my compadre, Scott. What's up, Paisan? Wait a minute. Is this an episode of What's Up, Paisan? I think it is. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Hey, what's up, Paisan? Pizza ravioli! <laughs> When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Good app. That was a really good app. That was not bad. Um, <laughs> not too shabby, Scott. <laughs> NT Shabs. <laughs> what if we started a restaurant called NT Shabs? And everyone's like, what are you talking so about? I'm, it stands for second. not too shabby. Hold on a second. Yeah. Is, is this another episode of NT Shabs? Uh oh, I do believe it is. Hey, welcome to NT Shabs. This is Scott. And this is Scott. We're just talking about Shabs today. Man, I, you know what? Today, I actually, no bullshit whatsoever, went to the grocery store. Okay, I had a list of things I had to get, including just sort of, you know, wipes for the kitchen. You know, general kitchen wipes. Kitchen you, wipes. You wipe yeah. down the counter. You wipe down the stove. Got two of them because I figured... Two individual wipes? Two wipes. They sell them individually at my store that I like 
that are I, they loose or do they come in a baggie of some on, sort? Or you have to look around. You, so you, <laughs> you have to see look, or the they're ground. not even in the same spot in the That's store. Right. You never know where you're going to run into one. So I found two, mm-hmm. two of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I said to myself? What's that? This is NT Shabs. That's been an episode of NT Shabs. <laughs> Good app. Great app. Probably the best app of that yet. Of NT Shabs? Of NT Shabs, yeah. It's in the top two. Is NT Shabs a spinoff of NCIS? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You didn't know that? (laughs) I didn't. I had no idea until we started talking about it. NT Shabs is a spinoff of NTSF. Uh, SDSUV? Yes. This is Paul Shearer's <laughs> podcast spinoff. So, anywho, yep, yep, yep. Any what, where, why, how, and who? Uh, we are, of course, talking about the band You Too. Hey, we ha- are. We have been talking about them for years now. And uh, how long has it been since we started the podcast? I think we started. The Scott, p- fuck. I need to know how long it's been. Do you want me to fuck cut around? Cut the shit. Do you want me to cut the shit? I want you to cut the shit in half and tell me how long it's been. <laughs> With my turd cutter, a.k.a. Take, my sphincter? <laughs> take your turd cutter and cut the shit in half. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think we started it like four years ago or something like that. It wasn't that long ago, but we started it. <laughs> Why are you asking start, me? Just stop talking. We asshole. started it um, because there was the L.A. Times article. About I don't know why you started it, but I don't remember any L.A. Times article. I remember reading the the uh, L.A.T. article, and I and I texted you saying, "Hey, we should do this." And you were like, "I was thinking the same thing," but it was because of the article saying that their new album was going to come out. But that article came out like two years before the album actually ended up coming. Well, out. I think the album got de- delayed. Which was good for us because we kept. Uh, I'm sorry. What What did you just say? Delayed. Okay. All right. Mon. <laughs> delayed mon. Delayed mon. Wait a minute. Is this an episode of Delayed Mon? <laughs> I believe it is. Hey, welcome to Delayed Mon. Delayed Mon. Delayed Mon. Delayed Mon. Good app. Great app. Oh, my God. So we started it a while sort ago. Sort of a racist app. Uh, yeah, the, the most racist. We started this a while ago to talk about uh, the band U2, and uh, we... Hey. U2. Let's roll through the members of U2, because I feel like I'm a little hazy on it. It's been so long since we've done an app. It's I don't even remember who is in this musical combination anymore. Yeah. It has been uh, been a while. Who, um, who do we have uh, bringing up the rear? And when I say bringing up the rear... <laughs> talking about my butt. <laughs> Who's fucking Scott up the butt? Uh, no, I'm talking about the, the backbone of the band. Oh, the, you're talking about the one that kind of lays it down. Mm-hmm, I'm talking about Deridum. The foundation for all the others to shake their little butts upon. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get a chance to shake his butt as much because he's sitting down on sitting. that drum riser. I'm talking about on the drums. What's his name again? Uh, Larry Molin Sr.'s 
son. That's right. Larry Mullen, senior son. Okay, so we got him. Sometimes he, like, hops up from the stool and walks down to, like, the, you know, the smaller second stage. That And that, I bet, and just watching him a few times, yeah. that's his favorite part of the show. Shakes his little butt right on down there to the, <laughs> yeah. to the other stage. <laughs> just jaunts his little tushy right on down there. Uh, now, of course, we all know when someone's laying down a beat, sick, sick, sick beat, beats. you got to add a little bit of those low notes. Bounce, 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 bounce. You talking about the bass guitar, the, bro? The bass guitar. I'm talking about the four string. If you're in Primus, the two string. And on that, we have a guy. By the name of Adam Clay, 2,000 pounds. That's his name. That is his name. Do not wear it out. Ever, ever. And of course, when you have a four-string guitar, what's better than that? <laughs> Your imitations of these instruments. <laughs> these are the instruments. Are <laughs> these are the, the instruments in, in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, I'm talking about the git fiddle. I'm talking oh, yeah. about the six-string attack. Oh, yeah. Who do we got on the guitar? Sick riffs. Sick riffs. That's right. <laughs> Is that who's in the band? Sick riffs? No. What, What's I think name? the person you're talking about is Thedge. Thedge. And oh. his guitar tech is named Sick Riffs. Sick Riffs. Um, and then on the Vox, and that is a clue as to his name. Yeah. You have the man with the pipes. Man with the plan. Mm-hmm. The conscience of the band. I don't know. <laughs> is he? The... The the Count Basie of the they're always saying like the, the oh he's like the Marvin Gaye of the isn't that what what they always say like the, well Count Basie was the leader of the Count Basie Orchestra is that what you mean no, to say or or do you mean is he black is that what you're trying to no, say no no wasn't there like some soundbite that they used to say like. Oh, he's the jazz man of the band. He definitely is the jazz man of the yeah. band, and I think what our uh, what we have seen recently proves that he is the jazz man. And when I say that, I mean the Billy Crystal doing his jazz man character from Comic Relief. The best, <laughs> the, the best. best, the best. Of course, we have Turtle on the Vokes, right? Oh no 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 no! Turtle, Turtle from Entourage. Sorry, isn't he the lead singer of you two? No, no 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 no! Turtle from Entourage was a char- he was a character on the TV show Entourage. Wait a minute, are we talking about Turtle? I think we might be. Hey, welcome to Talking About Turtle. This is Scott. And this is Scott. We're just talking about Turtle. You know, it's been so long since Entourage was on and the Entourage movie. What's he up to these it's days? It's been two years since uh, the movie, the uh, T.E.M., the Entourage movie, came out. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, well, we're we just talking it, about we Turtle. We Tem. Tem, yeah, Tem, whatever. Yeah, right? if, if we don't have time to say Entourage movie, we just say Tem. Say Tem. Hey, you, you see Tem this week? Yeah, I saw fucking 10 this week, bro. <laughs> so what is Turtle up to? Obviously, when we last saw him, he was uh, wooing Ronda Rousey. Wooing Ronda Rousey, and if I remember correctly... Wait, is this an episode of wooing Ronda Rousey? I think it might be. Hey, 
Welcome to Wooing Ronda Rousey. This is Scott. This is Scott. And we're just talking about the best techniques to woo Ronda Rousey. Now, according to Turtle, the best techniques are chase her in in your car uh, (laughs) with all your buddies. (laughs) And try to wrestle her. Try to wrestle her. Try, Try to enter a competition to wrestle her. Right. For a date. Also, throw a giant party at your house. Wait. That's one of them. But then there's also go on a date with her. There was some Uber mix-up in the movie. Do you remember that? Where? Where? Do you mean like the worst mix-up when you say Uber mix-up? Or do you mean like <laughs> no, when they took an Uber, there was a mix-up? There was a mix-up with the car service. Like the Uber, Uber. Was it, Don't they go on a date and there's an Uber thing where she's like, I'm. Hey, who are you talking to? You're talking to a guy who watches Tem every single week. I know. So what happened? Oh, he sent her an Uber. Yeah. And she thought that was weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Anyway, those are just many, many of the ways that you can woo Ronda Rousey. Woo-hoo! Good app. Great app. Anyway, we're still talking about Turtle. We're talking about Turtle. What is Turtle up to these days? You know, there's no way of knowing unless we somehow are able to... To summon Jerry... Shanhauser, who was the script supervisor, supervisor of the from the dead, in the dead. Yes, <laughs> he was also a member of the Grateful Dead. He was, which is, by the way, the theme song Terrapin Station to Talking About Turtle. That's right. Great app, terrific app. Wow, it all the full circle. A lot like a turtle's shell. I was just glad we nailed down the the Uber date scene. <laughs> yeah, I was really happy about that. <laughs> um, now, we love you two, obviously, and we've been talking about them exclusively during this app. But uh, yeah. what are we going to be talking about today? We should take a break from talking about you too. I know, let's, but we do have to get some business out and let people know what they're going to hear. Just on, some housekeeping? Yeah, just some housekeeping. You know, a lot like uh, what we... Hollywood stars like us pay people to do. Yeah, yeah. Weekly. Watch putting awning. Stuff like that that you have people to do for Wait, you. Wait, someone is watching pudding? I have a person that watches all of the pudding, as you do, I'm sure. <laughs> of Let's course. Not yeah, be, uh, sure, know, sure. Of course like I do. Coy with me. I haven't downsized my house and gotten rid of my pudding watcher. No, who would? <laughs> mm-hmm. Who um, would? Uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about recent YouTube activity up Z. to Aziza, up to and including the Joshua Tree Tour, which, guess what, sheeple, Adam and I, <laughs> sheeple, <laughs> Adam and I went to that tour and we're going to be talking about our experience. What do you think about that? Is this an episode of talking about our experience? <laughs> Hey, welcome to Talking About Our Experience. This is Scott. This is Scott. We were just talking about our experience, and the funny thing about talking about your experience is that everybody has their own perspective. Sure. So if I were to be talking about my experience, your experience listening to my experience would be very different. It's kind of like, just stay with me here, it's kind of a Rashomon. You lost me! You lost me! Okay, okay, let me start from the beginning. There was this Mm. movie, Rashomon, okay? (laughs) That's the beginning of time? Yes. Before anything ever happened. Wow. Specks of dust, anything. There was this movie, Rashomon. On DVD? 
No, it was before DVDs. So it bro. just existed. It was, but it was on. It was a movie. It was on Netflix. Oh, got it. There was this movie Rashomon on Netflix, mm-hmm. and in that movie, there were different Rashomon. Persp- exactly. Everybody, every character in the movie had their own. Say it with me. Perspectives. Perspectives. Sorry, I was totally silent, and you wanted me to say it with you. Okay, say it with me. Uh-huh. Everybody in the movie had their own Boots. underwear. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Say it uh-huh. with me. Boots. There we go. Thank you. Great. Well, have you ever been experienced? Well, I... Great app. That was that was a good app. Mm-hmm. Um, our first app, A plus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Knocked it the fuck out of the park. Knocked it way the fuck out. Hey, birds up in the fucking clouds, look out for a baseball. Hey, jetliner, fuck you. We're knocking it out of the park. Uh, we're going to be talking hey, about- Hey, spaceman, get the fuck out of the way. Hey, Marvin the Martian? Yeah. Get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, get back to my childhood where you belong. We're hitting it out of the park. Yeah, get back to me laughing insanely at how funny you are as oh, a child. What's up, Moon? Fuck you. And when we say that, we mean Moon Unit Zappa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Moon Unit Zappa. Which we mean in a friendly way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, fuck you. Hey, we're buddies. Hey, yeah. So we're going to be talking about the Joshua Tree Tour uh, in recent QT News. Hey, too. And uh, we're going to be having a great time while we do it. That's our promise to you. We're going to be having a great time. I'm not sure about you. Don't particularly care if anyone else is having a good time. No, not at all. Adam, I got to – before we get into it, before we get into it, I got to ask. Uh-huh. And I – not a day goes by that I do not wonder about this. Yeah. What in the fuck is going on with Harry Potter? Oh, boy. Scott, you've kind of hit, hit a bit of a nerve here. Mm, um, I mean, sometimes that could be a good thing if I were giving you one of my sensual massages. I mean the movie nerve with um, with uh, Dave Franco and uh, Emma Roberts. Oh, of course you do. You hit a nerve. You hit mm-hmm. one of my copies of <laughs> – Okay. How many copies of nerve do you own? One for each room? I have two. Oh, so um, you, you have a two-room house. That Yeah, and there's a copy of Nerve what in are every the, single room. What are the rooms in your house? What are the two rooms? There's the gravity room, the room where there is more gravity than you know what to do with. So not anti-gravity like a, like a sort of a moon simulator. There's no, just like a ton impossible. of— So when you walk into the room, you are, are pulled to the ground and find it hard to rise? Yes. If you grab, say, a pen—I'm holding a pen right now, so I'll use that as— Hey, uh, not to tell secrets out of school, yeah. but uh, Adam's holding little, a pen right now. A little inside baseball. I'm holding a purple Sharpie right now just because I'm signing autographs as we, uh, <laughs> as we record. It's very hard for you to re- record in between signing autographs. So you have to fit it in while we actually record. My weekdays are basically just long autograph sessions. How do you film things? I mean, do, do you just try to fit they, it all in on Sunday? CG both of my arms out. <laughs> because you're filming. Just you're just like day. doing autographs really. All day long. Wow. Um, would you like an autograph, by the way? <laughs> of course. Who are you asking? There you go. <laughs> hey, Adam. So, why'd you add that special sauce to it? That's, that's how I sign an autograph. <laughs> Here, let me do another one. <laughs> this autograph stinks. Well, 
that's how I sign out. How are you supposed to sign out? <laughs> Just the signature. That's all I want. I don't want any of your residual DNA. Oh, on wait, it. wait. Let me sign one more and see if see if. Just give me a sec here. And <laughs> no, thank you. Really? Yeah, keep it, man. I make a fortune on these things. Let me do one more. <laughs> Wait, are you selling your autograph to fart sniffers? Dot com. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. They're not into the signature at all. All they're into is the fart. That's all they're into. You can save so much time. Hmm. By just, I don't even have to sign anything. No, just to, every time you need to fart. How many times do you fart a day? I remember Oprah said she farted twelve times a day. <laughs> She did? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, she did? She, 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 to, just to let you know that the average human farts 12 times a day. Why did she do that? <laughs> and what was weird was she saved them all up and did them in succession on her show. <laughs> what? This, so as a human being, you... you Wait. You, yes. Did she really say that? Yes. Why? <laughs> I don't know. You got to fill up time when you're doing a daily show somehow. Look at what we're trying to do. We're you're grasping like at straws here. 19 seasons in, you're like, I, you know, sorry, guys. I have to tell them how many times I fart every day. <laughs> but how many times do you fart daily? Once. Just once. And how long does it go? It's four hours long. <laughs> okay. And is it while you're sleeping or is it when you're awake? No, it's when I'm working out. <laughs> so you work out four hours a day. Four hours. You look good, man. Thanks, bro. You look really good. You smell terrible. Thank you. <laughs> okay. How about you? How many times do you fart every day? Uh, you know, I try to keep it just at a real low amount, you know, approximately 358,263. Okay, that's... That's a huge amount. Like that's you're basically farting all day long. Then yeah, I've been. I mean, it's not a long fart. It's just several short staccato bursts. But I would argue that that adds up to one massive fart. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. It's a big massive fart. What do you? You got me. You got me, Adam. It's a big massive fart. Fair enough. Agree to disagree. Good riddance. To what? To us you. agreeing? <laughs> to me? You. What? You expect me to leave right now? Yeah. If we disagree, even if we agree on it, you want me to leave? Agree to disagree, Scott. Fair enough. Good riddance. <laughs> I'm not leaving. We're going to finish this episode. Okay. We made it all the way here. I just had to say, I had to get that out. Mm-hmm. Look, enough you two talk. Yeah, sorry. All right, sorry. let's get back to Harry Potter. Sure. Uh, when we When we last left you, you had been reading... Uh, the third book in the series, do you remember the title of that book? I don't. It's, but I believe the pri- the prisoner of something. Azkaban? Azkaban! <laughs> Azkaban! Azkaban! Um, we haven't continued reading or watching the movies just because... Um, why was it? Daddy well, has bad. no more free time? <laughs> Daddy has no more money to buy books. <laughs> We, um, we, because he, my son was stopped being as interested. I think one of the movies freaked him out. And so we're just waiting a bit till we pick up Harry Potter again. So one of the movies, I think it freaked was him out. not Azkaban, maybe the one after Azkaban, which is the one where like Ray Fiennes is, is, uh, like in a big like tornado and the other bad, the 
good guy. I don't fucking remember. I think it's Harry Potter and the Dirty Sanchez. That's what it was. Who played Dirty Sanchez in that? I believe it was so racist, but I believe it was uh, Mel Rodriguez from <laughs> Last Man on Earth. That's that's right. <laughs> Um, so it's, uh, to, to be 100%, uh, honest with you, Scott, take it up uh, to 110, take it up take, to 110. I'm going to take it, take it to 110% honest with you. The, uh, the whole Harry Potter thing has kind of been on hold. Mm-hmm. So we've been going forward with other books and been having a great time. What are these other books? Um, right now we're reading the Dungeoneers, which is terrific. Sounds stupid. Why, why would you say that? It's just a title. Well, it's a dumb title. The Dungeoneers is a dumb yeah, title? that's why? awful. That's, yeah. What? Wait, now Unequiv- it's awful. Yeah, unequivocally bad. Why? Objectively terrible title. The Dungeoneers. I mean, first of all, it sounds too much like the dungarees. You mean pants? Yeah. But that's not even what we're talking you, about. Even someone as stupid as you would agree it sounds well, now you're almost insulting exactly me? like the now dungarees. Now you're insulting me and my intelligence? Who else should I insult? Oh, dungarees. It doesn't sound like dungarees. It's clearly a different word, Scott. I have been very clear in my assertion that it sounds exactly like the dungarees. Yeah, you've been about as clear as a bucket of mud, Scott. Hey, that is the worst thing you have ever said to me. No. Take that back. You want to hear the worst thing I've ever said to you? Yes. I can't do it. <sighs> come on, man. I want to know the worst thing that you've ever said to me. It. I can't say it to you. Here, come here. I'll say it to you in okay. private. So okay. no one can you want to step over here? Yeah, let's okay. go. Okay, Scott. Yeah, what's up? I'm... I'm going to say something to you. It's really terrible. Okay, I'm fine. I mean, you can't insult me. Okay. You know me. I got, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm just a little rattled from our argument we had over there. I, I have to say, like, you know, I try and lead a life of of just, just even Steven. You know, yeah, I just no. Try Easy to, peasy, Japanesey. Well, see, again, that's a little racist. Like, that's not something hmm. that – that you know you're supposed to throw in the conversation. Okay, so let me let me let me try to adjust. To 2017. Easy breezy. Barack Obama. Uh, you know. Let me try. To, let me adjust. Easy breezy. A cover girl. No. 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 Try another one. Okay. Uh, oh, most honorable. Uh, easy. No. Again, all three of those are taking racial stereotypes and kind of blowing them up and making them even worse. Even more accurate. What? More accurate. Absolutely not. How, why would you even think that I was doing an Asian – what is it about that that well, – that, that makes one, you racist to think that those were Asian? No, the third one it sounded like – and correct me if I'm wrong. Is it the old man in, in uh, Gremlins? <laughs> the man who – which old man? Because – Isn't there an old man that sells them the, the Gremlins? Well, there's the guy who buys the Gremlins – that's his dad. And then Hoyt Axton. Yeah. And then he gives the gremlins to another old man. No. He buys the gremlins from an old man. An old man. And he's like an old shop. man. Then he gives them to his son, who's an old man. The, old, the, the son is not an old man. He seems really old. Zach to me. Guilford is not an old man. Are you sure it's Guilford? No. I'm I not. believe it's Gil something, Gillian or something like that. Gil, oh, it's Gil Jackson. Gil Jackson, Phil Jackson. <laughs> it's Phil. Oh, you're right. It is an old man. <laughs> He's a very, very old man. You but all I those rings. Believe? You know what I can't believe? What's that? People listen to this. 
Look, let's stop talking about YouTube for one second. Okay, sorry, sorry, guys. All this fucking YouTube talk. Okay, YouTube. Did you say YouTube? YouTube talk. <laughs> Are we talking about YouTube? Talking about YouTube. Hey guys, we're just talking about YouTube. Uh, this is Scott. And this is Scott. And uh, what's on YouTube lately? Have they added Man. anything? Yeah, uh, I just saw, I'll just throw one out there if you don't mind. Yeah. I saw a video the other day of the guy with the fidget spinner mm-hmm. that he made out of dry ice. Dry ice. Dry ice. Did it get spinner. stuck to his ex? His no, he, was, he had gloves on. He was not a fucking dumb shit. Okay, I'm How sorry. About you? How about you, Scott? What did you see on YouTube? Jesus. Well, uh, I saw the video with the guy. Okay, fine. The, you're going to let me tell you fine. what the video was? Okay. This has been talking about YouTube. Good app. That was a great That app. was really good. That was good. Um, Very antagonistic show today. It is. What is it? What is it about us that uh, brings out the antagonism? I but, think you know. I think it's a direct reflection of where our country is. You know, society mm, at large. I think. Yes. I think you'll find that when the country is in conflict, when we the, finally get behind Trump as a nation, then right. we're finally going to be able to unite. And it's like he's our president. Let's just work. You know what? Give him a chance. Give him one That's chance. All we're asking. Give him one chance. Give him a chance. Give him one chance, please. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. All we need to do is just agree with him for like three years. Just give him just three, three years of a years. chance. God. Like, I don't know what everyone's problem is. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. But yes, you're right. I've, I've, I view myself as the protagonist of this podcast, and you're the antagonist. What do you think about that? I think that's... Um, I don't know. It makes me feel uncomfortable, but I also see what you're saying. Like you I know what I mean? It. I get like, it. I'm on a hero's journey with this show, mm. and you're trying to drag me down. I don't know. I feel like that. Hmm. Adam, you're putting your fingers to your head. Are you trying to poke your fingers into your skull? Oh, my God. Adam... Is pretending to melt. <laughs> can, any, can anyone see me? Yeah, we're looking right at you. No, seriously though, can anyone? See yes, me? you. I mean, you're a good actor. We all saw Torque. But I. I but melted. you can't pretend to melt without special effects. So there's not just a puddle on the ground. <laughs> no, you're not that good of an God actor. Damn it. Okay. If you, I promise you, in yeah. in Jehosted. Yeah. If you ever, without the aid of special effects, yeah. melt into a puddle, yeah. you will win Best Actor at the Emmys. Well, that, see, I've never seen anyone do that. I, I was convinced that I had, and that's all that matters. All that matters is that I believe it. And then to you guys, hey, it's a puddle on the floor. No matter what, if I believe it, you believe it. That's why you actually believed for a second there, and I know you did, that there was just a puddle of kind of human fluid on the ground. Okay, yeah. I thought you were See? human fluid. Right. And a puddle. Uh-huh. For just a second. But that's all I need. Mm-hmm. That's all I need. And then I looked at you. 
Mm-hmm. I looked right at you. Then your conscious mind took over, you know, the grown-up in you. Sure. And yeah, then, the old man. Yeah, it just ruins everything mm-hmm. every time, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all just have to remember, you know, just be kids. Hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, look. Can we stop talking? <laughs> Can we please? God, their uh, their ears must be burning. I know. Those those poor guys. Those poor guys. Did we ever say what the uh, lead singer of Q2 is? What's his name? We've met him, I think. I think it's Bonobos. Bonobos, of course, yes. So we've listed every person in the band successfully in this first segment. Every single one. There's there's four of them. Uh Uh-huh. And we just said all their names. We said all their names in succession, and that's really all we wanted to achieve as well as a Harry Potter update. That's right. In this first segment. That's right. We probably need to take a break. Yeah. From talking about so much U2. Yeah. And we need to pay the bills. We need to keep these lights yeah, you gotta on. Keep the lights on, guys. You know what I'm saying? What are you? What are you, you just breathed heavily onto your watch. It was getting a little foggy. My watch putter on her uh, has the tail. <laughs> your pudding guy? My, the guy that watches all my pudding. Mm-hmm. By the way, you are wearing uh, the same Hawaiian shirt, I believe, as when I last saw you. Do you remember where that was? At Heat. <laughs> That's right. And we will talk about that in the next segment. That's right. Adam and I, can you believe it, went to a huge you concert. Not any huge a concert. Not any huge you concert, but the Jeshua Tree concert, its very own damn self. And we are going to talk about it in this next segment. That's right. We're going to talk about the Joshua Tree 2017 30th anniversary. We're going to do it when we return. Are you ready to do that when we come back here, Adam? Rock and roll, bro. So we're going to do it. Scott and Scott breaking down the Joshua Tree Tour. And let me just give you a little sneak peek. We got a good seat. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell you all about it when you talking you two to me returns after these messages. Sweet the sin bitter the taste in my Well, it's little old me, Scotty Ox, reading the ads by myself again because Adam Scott is too much of a big shot to stick around and do it with me. That's right. The minute the show ends. Sorry, man. Gotta go. Pew! He's gone. Well, you're stuck with just me. What would Adam say if he were still around, though? And he wanted to talk about Lisa Mattresses. I don't think he's smart enough to talk about Lisa Mattresses, personally. Because if anyone knows about Lisa Mattresses, it's got to be me. I've talked about Lisa Mattresses more than I've ever said I love you to my wife. And that is a true statement. That is as true as it gets. That is as honest as I get with you, the listener. All irony aside, I've talked about Lisa Mattresses Probably at least 30 times. And that's more times than I've told my wife I love her. Anyway, I love Lisa. Lisa Mattress, what do we know about him? Founded with a simple goal, certainly, to help people sleep better, of course. And 
Do they have an innovative direct-to-consumer online strategy? No, they don't. Oh, I'm fucking with you. No, of course they do. Lisa's 100% American-made mattresses are challenging the traditional mattress industry. You know the traditional mattress industry. Big mattress. They're going down. Forbes, even Forbes, named it one of the top 20 startups to watch, which apparently is something to be proud of. Not to mention it was internet retailer, whatever that is. It was their fastest growing e-retailer in 2015. Who cares? (laughs) Internet retailer's fastest growing e-retailer in 2015? Okay. You are really grasping at straws, Lisa. And it's B Corp certified. Wow, I thought you were grasping at straws the previous bit of info? That's even worse. B Corp certified. I guarantee you, Lisa, there is not a listener among us who cares that you are B Corp certified. But hey, keep including it in your ads. See for yourself why everyone, including me, is raving about Lisa by trying it in your home. Oh, what is it? It's a mattress. Have we even said that? It's a mattress. (laughs) You think I would, (laughs) that information would be front loaded. I guess I've mentioned mattresses, but you may be thinking that had something to do in a tertiary manner. Uh, It's a mattress. Uh, Try this Lisa mattress in your home 100 nights, risk-free. Choose from three different premium foam, universal adaptive feel layers, including the 2-inch Avena foam top layer for cooling and breathability, the 2-inch memory foam middle layer for body contouring, or the 6-inch dense core support foam for durability. So you choose... You choose from... Choose from three different foam layers? Choose fr- Or do you choose three of them? Lisa, I don't understand it, but I love it. Lisa mattresses are available online only in the US, UK, Canada, and Germany. What's going on in Germany? Why do you deliver there? Weird. Or at the Lisa Dream Gallery in Soho, NYC, and they ship to you compressed in a box. With prices that start at just $525, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Plus, for every 10 mattresses Lisa sells, they donate one to a shelter. They've already donated over 10,000 mattresses, which tells me they have sold 100,000 mattresses ever since they were named Internet Retailer's Fastest Growing E-Retailer in 2015. So you sell 10,000 of anything and you're you're one of Internet Retailer's Fastest Growing E-Retailer's? I don't know. I don't get it. Right now, you can get $75 off a Lisa mattress with the offer code Bono. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com. Offer code Bono for $75 off. Lisa, let's figure it out. Oh, that's right. Red Hill Mining Town. A classic track. From the Hugh record, The Joshua Tree, which, as far as I'm concerned, is a U2 album and is the focus, some would say the main reason why U2 are touring this year is to celebrate the 30th anniversary of that album. 30 years. 30 years. 30 years. It, It goes by in a blink. Okay, let's take, say, five years, okay? Five okay. years. So, All right, so one, two, three, four, five. Okay, I'm on board. Okay, say you start 
Say June 1st, 2012. Okay, that's just a day. Oh, boy, you are bringing me back, but okay. Okay. June 1st, 2017, which is... By all accounts... As far as I'm concerned... Today or tomorrow. S- today, somewhere tomorrow, in there. Where, who even knows anymore? Yeah. That, five years right there. There's five years. Five, five. years. Okay. And June, 2012 seems like a million years ago. Do you remember what you were doing on June 1st, 2012? I do. Oh, what were you doing? I was uh, sitting here with you. Oh, and we right. were just dreaming up the rest of our lives. That's right. You know? It took us a while, too. Yeah. But we, we sat in this room for a this long room. time. I don't think uh, Earwolf had moved. No, no, it moved here to, they built the studio around us because we were so important. (laughs) And our dreams were inspirational for those uh, engineers. uh, Mainly for engineers and construction people. Yeah, they love this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's five years. Now imagine that times 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 12 divided by two. 30 years, bro. 30 years right there. Amazing, amazing how short life can be. Really, we're here just really for the blink of an eye and then we're in the bucket. and then we're gone, you know what I mean? And we've spent several episodes talking about you too. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy what that we're doing, Wait, but like, uh but C R A Z with a with a Y on there. Sometimes know, Y, crazy. sometimes Y certainly. Um, so, uh we went to this little old uh, thing called a tour stop. Uh, yeah, we uh, we may have had a pretty cool parking space. Uh, and, some, uh, some a couple people you know might have left the house. Uh, yeah, and we may have uh, sauntered right into the old Rose Bowl. <laughs> we might have strolled right in. Uh, yeah, we may have picked up our tickets uh-huh. at the r- Will call. Oh, yeah. They were waiting for us. Oh, yeah. Will you call me? Yes, I will. And you better have my tickets. Uh, hello. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have my tickets? Ah, uh, yes, I do, because you are going to see you too. Oh, you too, the band? <laughs> That's right. Oh, I can't wait to get to the Rose Bowl. Shut up. Just give me my tickets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What if, so we, what if dial tone sounded like that? What if like a guy up, going? What if picking up tickets was like that? Like the experience of picking up tickets? Oh man, was that's the anything. dream. That's oh, the dream. Oh, oh, when we got there and we saw the Will Cole line, and we knew that those tickets were just burning a hole in that envelope. Oh then. man, those they did not want to give those puppies away. Oh no, but we got those bad boys. They were like they were bound by law to give us those tickets. Oh, yeah. Those were for us <laughs> and no one else. No one else. Oh yeah, they wanted to keep them. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, who wouldn't? Anyone would have wanted to keep those bad boys. I mean, listen, if uh Joe Smith walked up and he's like, "Hey, can I get those tickets over there?" They'd be like, "No. This is Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott are coming to pick these tickets up and these are for them." Sure. Not you, well, Joe sure. Smith. Sure, Joe, we want to give them to yeah, you. Yeah, of course we would want to. We want to give these incredible tickets to anyone in the world so they can experience what Adam Scott Ackerman experiences on a daily basis. That's right. But no. We are required, negatory, legally negatory, to give these tickets to those two assholes. That's right. And we could have taken those 
those tickets and made some buco dolores out there in the parking lot. Oh, man, are you kidding me? We could have scraped up some major ducats. We could have uh, gotten a little uh, pocket change for those. Uh, Yeah, we could have sold those puppies out in the parking lot and gone out and ripped a hole in this town. A little lettuce for our tomatoes, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Little more special sauce on that lettuce cheese, huh, ladies? Oh, uh, a few more dicks in my mouth. Uh, yeah. Is that a, is that? A- I don't know, but it sounded fine. <laughs> sure, of doing. course it did. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we went to go see the show. Yeah, we went to the concert. We, <laughs> yeah, that's a roundabout way of saying we went to go see yeah. a concert at the Rose Bowl. That's right. Uh, and who did we take? Whom did we take? Uh, a couple of little ladies we like to call our wives. <laughs> That's right. Our uh, lawfully wedded wives. No one objected. Yeah. I stood up on that altar and not a single person in that crowd gave one objection. Oh, no. To me marrying. When, when that little, that, you know, obligatory... Uh, you know, ceremonial. Sure. Oh, uh, I, I was scared. Oh, sure. I was frightened out I of think, my wits that someone was going to stand up. All you have to be is human to have just a moment of, oh my god, oh my is god. someone going to say something? And if they do, I'm going to have to get the fuck out of oh, here. Man, I'm going to shit my pants and run right out of this building. In our case, we were outside, but still, sure, you know what I mean. Sure, sure. The building called Earth. Yeah, yeah. The building of earth and the lawn we were standing mm-hmm. gotta run out of this building sure if one single person had said hey i don't know about this boom i'm ah, out of here you run slip out. out the back jack <laughs> no need to be coy roy um so so yeah we we, we took went, uh, uh we took cool up and uh what is your wife's name i never caught it oh, while we boy. were at the show uh, shit um hold on let me I think it started with an X. Uh, Xavier? No, 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 no. Um, I just are you are you texting her to find out what her name is? No, I'm just looking through my contacts here because you have a lot of contacts. Look at those, and it's all just descriptions of women. That's right. Brown hair. um, (laughs) You have 86 entries for brown hair. You got to get more specific. um, Oh, I have. Clear shoes. Clear? Like 70 of those. 70 clear shoes? Clear like shoes. clear stripper heels? Or what no, do you mean just, by clear? Do you mean like Scientology clear? Yeah, like they, they had their shoes go through their like- <laughs> All the levels of Scientology like, until they were X clear? theta and all of that. Okay, interesting. Um, uh, Naomi. <laughs> oh, okay, wait. Is that the only person whose name is actually in there? Yeah. Okay, that's it's a good tip. descriptions- and then Naomi. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was Naomi. That's right. So uh, yeah, that's who was uh, with us. Yeah, that was fun. Now uh, uh, let's describe our experience, okay? Well, so we get there and we go to. Wait, is this an episode of talking about our experience? <laughs> I think it is. Oh, have you ever been experienced? Well, I... Hey, welcome to talking about our experience. 
We're going to be describing experiences in this episode. Is that right, Scott? Yeah. Uh, well, what we like to do on this show is take an experience, uh, whether it be walking down the street. Mm, just or, the other day. Uh, or uh, going to the record store or talking with your family. Mm-hmm. Experiences. The, th- the three things you do Yeah, those every three day. things mainly are the experiences we like to talk about. But this week... We're going to go down a new road, a road we haven't gone down on this show. (laughs) Which road is that, Scott? The road of... I don't know what we're going to be talking about. I don't know. I don't know. We we, we should have planned this app out before we actually did it. Um, uh, You you jump in with like... The, we got this. We got, the, we got this. And then we'll just wing it. From okay, there great, great. Okay, here. So we're gonna be walking down the road, and hey, we got this. Yes, experience. experience. Yeah, and we went over there, and we did it. And we, uh, no one can tell us that we didn't. We got They'd it be done. A dirty liar, if they did. That's right. Experience. Experience. Oh, have you ever been experienced? Well, Good app. That was a great Man, app. that was really good. So uh, we went with our wives to the Rose Bowl, and uh, I'm trying to think of anything interesting that happened. <laughs> we Well, for the first place we went was the desert tent, which is— That's right. We walked in, and we when we looked at our little tickies, mm-hmm. and we saw— Little tiki twos. On uh, a few things we call lanyards, there were— Little passes to a thing called the Desert Tent. The Desert Tent. It was very nice of them to give us, like, passes and stuff. When we say them, we mean ticket vendors that we bought these from. Yes. (laughs) We we gave them thousands of dollars. That's right. And it was so nice of them. So kind of them to in in exchange for just a lot a of few money, thousand dollars, yeah, to give us these tickets and backstage passes. <laughs> it was so cool of them. Really good guys. Yeah. If you're ever looking for tickets, go find someone who sells tickets. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. You can you can find them on the internet. Yeah. And in exchange for uh, thousands a ton and of thousands money, of dollars, you can get yeah. terrific tickets. Anything you want. Anything you want. In fact, most things in life, if you have that much money, mm-hmm. you can get whatever you want. Cum. <laughs> sure. You can buy cum. Oh, of course you can. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't like it well, to they talk do about now. it. But you can buy cum. And you can buy it from us. Yeah. We both sure. sell. If you're interested in cum, yeah, we sell it. Sure. Um, so what was the first thing we did? I'm we, still talking about our cum I business. Know, I know. <laughs> uh, our side business. <laughs> Our side gig. Um, we so, we we walk in, yeah, and we see. Sure, we see some people we know because the kind of people that we hang with, they're backstage. Yeah, like chilling backstage in the desert tent. In the desert tent. <laughs> the desert tent was just a giant air conditioned tent. With Which, like by the way, it did it did not feel like the desert because it was air conditioned. It was. It was a very hot day, and it was really nice in that tent. I but went it was around. Huge. I, I went around talking to everyone, saying, "Hey, this shouldn't be called the desert tent." I know, and you know, no one was thinking about that. No one cared. Mm-hmm. It was weird that you kept saying that. If anyone has never been backstage, let's describe it a little bit. Uh, there's, there's probably no bar, right? Right. That's how I would picture it. Guess what? What? Not only is there a bar, but when you try to. Do what I normally do at a bar, which is wad up dollar bills and throw them in the bartender's face. Yeah. They say, hey, free drinks. Right. 
But you can throw your dollar bills at the bartenders anyway, and they would take it as a tip. tip. Yeah, but we don't. I mean, who no, tips? we didn't. No, we didn't tip at all. That's yeah. That's you don't. That's have not to, you desert know. tent. Yeah, and you just don't behavior. have to tip anymore. No, that's the thing. No one carries cash anymore. Nope. Mm-hmm. And tipping is a thing of the past. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. Everyone. Knows Who's that. ever t- who? Who has tipped in the last twenty five years? No one I know, and not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the two. Yeah. Those no two. one you know, and not those you. Those two groups. <laughs> Those two concentric circles. Um, so we got to the desert uh, tent, and we had a few drinks, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. And uh, then uh, what happened after that? Um, you know, Laura, uh, one of U2's publicists, lovely Laura, who was nice enough to give us these tickets and stuff, came and In got us. In exchange for? Thousands of dollars. Thousands Laura's and thousands running of dollars. a side business where she sells. Uh, no, she is not. We, yes, she, she, she is. She brought us back back uh, to a different room backstage. Now, this should have been called the desert tent. Right. Because it was it hot. It was very hot as in this fuck. room. <laughs> very true. We went from a nice air-conditioned tent with free drinks yeah. to a small, hot room yeah. that ran out of beer. Did they run out of beer? Yes. Um, and why? I don't know. Because it's fucking restricted access, bro. Yeah. They, we, you can't bring just any beer back there. No, no. That's why they ran out of beer. Because the beer couldn't even get in. Right. The, the, you saw the, the beer trying to get in. <laughs> yeah. And there was a doorman. He's like, no, sorry. Nah, not today. The beer no. was like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got my girlfriend here. Can we get in? Mm-hmm. I got my girlfriend here, an ice cream cake. Yeah, I got ice cream cake. I got my girl. I'm beer, bro. Mm-hmm. I've been saying bro. I, I feel like this is one of those things when you joke around and say something a lot. Yeah, you've been saying you it ironically saying it. for so long that you say it now, all the time. Yes. And, I got to stop. and you know what? I don't mind it at all. Oh, neither do I, bro. Bro. Um, you have a bro code, don't you? No, oh, fully. Rolly? Foley. Oh, Foley. <laughs> I thought you had some bro news. Code, bro code. Uh, Froley. Bro code. Um, we were backstage uh, in the super tight restricted access, which was a lot of fun. And let's name some of the people who were back there. Who cares if we name celebrities and name drops? Scott Ackerman. Adam Scott. I didn't see anyone else there, but Not right there. One. Right there. Um, pretty, pretty good. It was great, and and oh, oh, you know what? There was a cool when we were walking to this room. Mm-hmm. There was a view. You looked down this hall, and you looked down, and at the, the the end of the hall was just a wall of people because you look into the stadium. Yeah, and got a cool pick. Oh, we gotta host that pick. Do we, we have? Do up. we have a Flickr account? <laughs> a a Flickr. How are we? For, how are we gonna do show? this? How are we gonna host this pick? All right, we'll figure it out. Look at that, bro. Whoa. Okay, now, th- now this is very true. Yeah. We were walking into the venue. Yeah. And we were walking, we were doing that, like, uh, what were those Pepsi commercials with, like, Mean Joe Green or whatever? Oh, yeah, you know, sure. we, were, we were, like, in the tunnels coming out onto the field. And this is, uh, a, this is something not a lot of people get to do. And you and I made a promise to each other. We sure did. And we <laughs> promised to each other that within three years— you and I were going to be playing professional ball. Yep. <laughs> on a team that played 
at the at, Rose Bowl. At the Rose Bowl. And we would play in the the actual the actual Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl itself. On you January first. Sure, on January first. It doesn't take twenty. Sometime within these next three years, yep. we guarantee we Adam and I there. will be <laughs> we are gonna be playing professional ball yep. at the Rose Bowl. And not only that, but we are guaranteeing the win. For sure. And we're going to be on the same team. <laughs> and we're both going to be playing co- the position of quarterback. quarterback. That's right. And, and co-quarterbacks with our legs tied to each other. Co-quarterbacks, both on the field at the same time mm-hmm. because that's how you win the game. That's how you win the game. If you don't do that, you're not going to win the game. No, we guarantee you. Guarantee. I put. I would put everything on this. I literally we will win the game. If, Football. If you are listening to this show... Just write to us at Scott and Scott and say, I listened to the show. I'm taking your bet because I'm betting every single listener $1 million that that is going to happen. Every single person $1 million. $1 million. $1 million. So that was fun. We were backstage and we got to uh, see celebrities such as ourselves. And uh, then we also we took a little uh, recording of ourselves backstage Did to we? give yeah to give uh, mm-hmm. ourselves a little flavor of what it's yeah. like backstage. So let's we, hear it. Let's hear the one recording that we took backstage. This is Scott and Scott. This is and by the way, this is before we had even discussed. Doing another app? Sure. No, we, we hadn't had, even. That wasn't even about a it, glimmer in our eye. It. No, we we were like, we'll never do another. And app. Scott just shoves his stupid fucking phone in my face. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, let's hear. Backstage exclusive access at the Rose Bowl. Hey, this is Scott, and this is Scott. We're backstage at the U2 Joshua Tree tour in the, in the very warm lounge. This is very, very uh, hot and uncomfortable, but we're here with Matt Damon, so it makes it all right. Oh yeah, if there's anything that's gonna cool a person on, it's uh, or cool. A person. Did you say cool a person on? I did. I did. <laughs> um, anyway, this is Scott. And this is Scott. And we'll check back in a little later. <laughs> so what it great app, first of all. Terrific. That's app. all we recorded that night. Live at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> what, what Why did didn't you we say? do one like in the middle of the show? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. It's so stupid. Maybe we were watching the show and experiencing yeah. life. What did you say? Keeping what was it? Something if there's it, anything that will cool you on. <laughs> cool you on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. You know cool what is on. funny is that. Having Naomi and and uh, Cool up there, they were profoundly embarrassed to be with us. They would by the way. R- repeatedly make fun of us, like when <laughs> we're watching U two play. They, they would, were taking pictures would, of us enjoying ourselves. They were, There's nothing more demoralizing. What we should post is some of the pictures they took of us just standing there watching and having a good time. Yeah. Like that's something to be scoffed at. I, I know, and they they just were. After the show, when we were home, Naomi was like, hey, look at these pictures. It's hilarious. And it's li- it's just you and I just standing there watching <laughs> With the smiles show. on right. our faces. Fuck you. Um, Why do we take them? I don't know. And that was the thing. I expected resounding no's from them. And they both really wanted to go. Why do they even like us? I know. We both thought we were going to be able to take our side pieces. <laughs> yep. And our wives said yes. What? A di- but why do they love us? Who knows? I, no, I was... Happy, so happy that Naomi wanted to go because I thought she would just be like, uh, "I think I'm good." But not only did they 
they come to the show, they thought it was terrific. Yeah, and not only that, but we had a great time together, and I really enjoyed uh, hanging out as a foursome. It was a terrific foursome. And our foursome after the sh- show was that incredible. Was spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so uh, we moved out of that room and, and saw the actual show, and we're going to talk about the yep. actual show after we take a break. So yep. we're going to run it down, and, we're g- and you're going to get the exclusive deal on what we thought of the Joshua Tree Tour. And you're going to get this nowhere else. Like nowhere we're, we're, else. we're not out there doing interviews with the AV Club. Yeah. I, I, and believe me, they they wanted are it. knocking down our door. They're like, what did you think? What did what you think? What did you think? What did you think? Where the streets us? have no name. Blah, 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 blah. Back. Back up. <laughs> Back the fuck up, AV Club. Back the fuck up. Back the fuck up. Back the fuck up, man. We're doing it here on our show. Our show. Our show. Our show. When we come back, we're going to tell you exclusively what we thought of the Joshua Tree Tour. That's right. We're going to tell you everything about it. When you talking you two to me returns. It's the same song that we used before. Who cares? <laughs> Wait, you're a critic now? Uh, according to my calculations, that's the same song. <laughs> when we come back, we'll have all of our thoughts regarding the Joshua Tree Tour. When you talking you two... T- Did you have to... When you talking you two to me... Re- Stop doing... <sighs> fucking ass. I'm sponsored by Perrier. I have to... Oh, I forgot. Okay. Sorry. Do, do the ad. Perrier. Freshness is our middle initial. Guess who's on tour? That's right, you two. We've been talking about him this entire episode. You two is on tour, and there's one place you can find amazing deals on tickets. They hooked us up on the last tour. That's right, Seat Geek. Seat Geek. Great people with great seats. And they're geeks. So, you know. Uh, Seat Geek has tickets to pretty much any live event you ever want to go to. So, hmm, U2 concerts. What other types of events are there? I don't even know. Oh, I guess non U2 concerts. Sports, theater, comedy. Uh, but none of that matters because U2's on tour and just buy the tickets for that. That's all you need to do. Seriously, SeatGeek will help you find the best seats at the best prices to U2 and sure, other stuff, but mainly to U2. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It is by far the easiest way I have found to shop for U2 tickets. I can be anywhere and get a wild itch up my butt to go to a U2 concert, and with just a few tippity-taps of the whippity-waps, I can instantly find U2 seats. I actually just use SeatGeek to buy tickets to U2, of course, and they are awesome. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket-buying experience easier than ever. They save you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices, find amazing deals, and to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Hopefully, they get an A-plus or a C-plus. 
the highest grade. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket from U2 to U2 to U2 to U2 to U2 to U2 to U2. To U2. Best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Wow, that's a lot of money. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter promo code BONO today. Don't wait for tomorrow. That's promo code BONO for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So if you're out there and you're like, I need to see you too, SeatGeek will hook you uh, 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 up. That's right, In God's Country, which, as far as I'm concerned, is on the album The Joshua Tree by Hugh 2 a band that we talk about all the time on this show, almost exclusively. Yeah, you know, um... Yes, Adam? Sorry, what were we talking about? We're talking about U2? The U2 concert? The YouTube, well, YouTube generally, and then I was going to whittle it down to the right. concert that we were at. Yeah, but right. we were just sorry, gener- I was just doing another podcast. Wait, what podcast are you doing? Oh, I I thought you were. Oh, sorry. I I think this might be a an episode of I was just doing another podcast. Hey, welcome to I Was Just Doing Another Podcast. This is Scott. And this is Scott. So I was doing another podcast? You were. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, th- that's weird because I was just doing another podcast. Which one were you doing? I was doing Fortune 500. Which one were you doing? I was doing My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Of course. Yeah, it was so fun. You should have come on over. Do a, do an episode of Fortune 500. Wait, you do Fortune 500? I do. I do it every week. You're the host of Fortune 500? I'm the host of Fortune 500. And you're doing 500 episodes exactly? Yep, and every single episode is all about and a different definition of the word fortune. So there's 500 different definitions of the word fortune? There will be once we're done with it. <laughs> oh, so you're inventing new definitions. Well, we have to because there aren't actually there's 500 probably only like three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was an ill-conceived idea for this a podcast. This is a podcast. bad, yeah. bad idea. But you know what? We're committed to it. We're going to finish it. How many episodes have you actually done at this point? One. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. good luck to you. I'll, I'll definitely come over... Uh, I, Hit me back around the 490s. Oof. Okay. Because as far as I know, there is one definition for the word fortune. We have to start uh, kind of go from there. And I know mean, that it's a name sometimes too, so maybe we can do. So like Fortune well, Feimster? That's, that's, that's two. Yeah. Maybe okay. Fortune Feimster could be the guest on that episode. Yeah, I, I guess so. I'm, oh, man, yeah, man, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. How, how long are these episodes? Well, the, we've, we've only done two. Sure. Uh, no, we've done one. You've done one. We've yes, done one. I was going to say, um, you're really being generous. It was only six hours long. Oh. So, you know, it's not that bad. It's not too bad, yeah. Uh, How about you? How's my brother my brother going? Oh, you know, it, the usual. I'm the one of the main guys on that show. Oh, how many guys are there? There's three of them. They're all brothers, yeah. it's. Uh, oh, are they your brothers? Yeah, they're all my brothers. Oh, I didn't even know you had a brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah, a good brother. A, 
you know, you, you mean as opposed to a bad brother? Yeah. <laughs> we don't want bad brothers. I have a good brother. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, this has been... Uh, I was uh, just doing another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Not our best app. Pretty damn good, though. <laughs> but, I mean, when the best is so good, yeah, then anything below it is going to be incredible. Um, all right, let's talk about this U2 concert that we yeah. went to. The main reason why we were sitting here across the table from each other yeah, is um, you and I uh, made uh, social plans uh, to go to uh, an occurrence and that was the Joshua Tree Tour at the Rose Bowl. I'm going to pull up the uh, set list here. I'm going to separately pull up the set list, and we'll see if they are the same. All right, so we got the set list. So here, here's what happens, all right? And we're going to describe this to you. We're, they're still on tour. Spoiler alert, so, set list-wise, So get your uh, spoiler hat on. Because we're going to be, uh, you're going to feel like a fridge that's been left open for a week because everything is going to be spoiled. <laughs> Um, so now what happens first, and by the way, can we talk about where our seats are? Man, we had some kick-ass seatage. They were in the pit. In the, uh, the red zone, right? In the red zone. That's right. We were, uh, we were in the red zone, which is the pit sort of stage right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, they were great. It was, it was incredible. Great I don't know that I've ever been that close. Even when we went uh, the last time yeah, with uh, seats that the band offered us, yeah. we were not that close. No, this was terrific. This was terrific. And by the way, uh, a little shout out to some people we met in the Piat. Uh, we met some fans of the show the, who were That's every right. – now when you and I go to a show together – we will, as uh, you know, in addition to our wives snickering at us, yes. we will sometimes turn our heads to the right or to the left, and yeah. we'll see a couple of people sitting there, like staring at us because and they're laughing. Fans of the show, <laughs> yes. and then when they approach us, our wives get even, <laughs> even more Giddier. ammunition for yes. later. Uh, but these guys were extra cool because. These you want to unleash the uh, uh, the Kraken? Yeah, uh, these guys are in a band themselves, and a band that's almost as popular as the aforementioned Hugh Two. Uh, no, these guys were in the band, the Cold War Kids, and uh, introduced themselves. And look, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a Cold War Kids fan. Yeah, nice, I like this band. Nice guys. I've too. got all their records. I've yeah. paid for them yeah. with my. Hard? You work hard. You work hard. And it's so nice of them to give me these records because I give them thousands of dollars. Wait, you pay thousands of dollars for your Cold War Kids But I don't tip. I do not Uh, tip. Okay, then never mind. So uh, we met those guys, and they were very, very nice. And, uh, yeah, they were great. Uh, and they're, big U2 fans. They're big U2 fans. They were losing their minds uh, during the show, uh-huh. and that was fun to see. So now let's 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 talk about what happens. We're up there right by the neck of the stage. There's two stages. There is the sort of proscenium stage mm-hmm. that everyone can see, and then in the middle of – of the arena mm-hmm. is a smaller stage. What do they call that? They call that the B stage, which they didn't use that much. They use it at, at the, the beginning, beginning and then and then again at the B EMD. for beginning. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, so, and they uh, 
in darkness while the song, I believe, A Rainy Night in Soho by the Pogues is playing. Oh, by the way, shout out to the Undertones who sings Teenage Kicks, which we heard uh, during our little mini recording in there. Uh, the band walks out. No, just Larry Mullen walked out while he's, house he's lights the band, are still right? up. There's three other guys. There's three. Okay. But Larry Mullen walked out. Could before. you clear your goddamn throat before you Do start I have talking? something in my throat? Yes, clear it. <laughs> that is the weirdest cl- is that throat clear. How no, you hummed basically. How do you clear your like, throat? Like, you get all the phlegm. That gets phlegm. never heard something okay. like that. All right. Let me clear my throat real quick. <laughs> um, he just walks out by himself with house lights still up and everything. House lights, like almost as if he's unafraid of, of if, you know, there was an assassin at the Rose Bowl. Right. Who's like, okay, if I get a clear shot, I'm going to take it. He doesn't give a shit about things like that. He just walks walks right out there like he owns the place. Cock of the walk. And uh, and starts the drum beat for Sunday Bloody Sunday. Chugga, chugga. It was pretty nice, pretty nice. And then one by one, they kind of all emerge and walk out to the small little stage. Small little stage, which we're right by. Uh-huh. And we're like, oh, oh, that's the band. And that's right when Naomi and Kulov started making fun of us. <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's go through the first three songs, okay? Because this is maybe one of the most... Uh, hype starts to any concert was, I've seen. It was great. They, These three are unassailable. You got Sunday Bloody Sunday. They follow that up with a little song called, and a great holiday called New Year's Day. Yep. And they follow that up with perhaps my favorite U2 song. You know it's pride in the name of love. But you know, up until the night we saw them, they had been playing a sort of homecoming in this first little batch which of songs. I love that song too, too and I was uh I wish they you played too. It. Yeah, I wish they played it that night, but uh we got some other treats. These were great. But okay. this, this those three songs are unassailable. I would say that the crowd uh for a sort of homecoming would maybe be like, "Oh, that's it. I don't know that that a lot of the crowd would have known that song." This was like Oh, you're right. You're right. But it's it is a great song, but you're right. This is a perfect way to open up a show and get the crowd like The crowd is incredibly pumped at yes. this point. I mean, those are three of the best U2 songs, and we haven't even gotten to the Joshua Tree right. record. Those three are amazing, right? And so then Pride ends, and kind of the lights go down, and then there's just and we all big, And we all took a moment of silence for Martin Luther King. Right. There's this big red glow from this giant screen on stage, which they hadn't used yet. By the way, this is the biggest screen of any concert yet now remember 20 years ago the pop tour where they have that giant screen yeah we thought that was big this was that smaller than this that one 20 years ago yeah that was smaller than this well i don't i mean i remember it being huge i mean i'm sure the definition wasn't as good i just i would imagine this this one was this one was bigger this is the biggest uh lcd i believe or led uh maybe led i think screen that's been used in a concert this it stretched the entire length of the rose bowl not the long way but the but the so the whole thing glowing red for the intro of where streets have no name was pretty amazing and these guys walk and just stand in front of it like four fucking gods (laughs) (laughs) and 
So you, everyone in the stadium can see their silhouette. It was Willie Williams. Like th- this was a great design. I think this. Their who did you say? Sta- Willie Williams. Willie Williams is their stage designer. The guy. <laughs> I just that, thought you were saying some someone silly. Oh, silly Willie Williams. <laughs> um, it's a very pared down, uh, sim- simple. Stage to see something, yeah. I mean, the, there's not anything on the stage other than their instruments, and they're standing in front of these this giant panoramic yeah. screen. It was a sight to behold. That wasn't just showing them playing; it was no. also showing, like, once the streets have no name got started. I think, or maybe it was the next song where it started. It just, just that road going the down road, the road down the Joshua Tree. Like to see that uh, to see them playing a song in front of. This giant, giant backdrop yeah. was something I've never seen before. The was, definition is so – it's beyond HD. I read something about it. I don't know what it is, but it's so clear that it felt like 3D almost. Mm-hmm. Three dimensions. Which means like three three dimensions. Now, it, it in fact was two dimensions. It was. I'm saying it felt like it, it contained three to, of the dimensions. To stupid people, it could feel three-dimensional. If you're stupid – You'll think it's 3D. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> that is the U2 promise. Yep. So now this is the part where they say, okay, we're going to play the Joshua Tree album in its entirety. Yep. We're going to play all of uh, all of these songs, which I believe there's 11 songs on the record. That's right. Uh, now the first three of these are classics. You got Where the Streets Have No Name. Yep. You got I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For and With or Without You. Yep. So now the first six songs of this concert – are unassailable. Six of the best U2 songs and six songs that every single person in that arena knows. Yes. And people are losing their buttholes over this. There were buttholes everywhere that people couldn't find. After the show, by the way, I was just scooping up buttholes off the ground. I was like, no one's going to pick these up. I'll take them home. (laughs) Sure. Um, so that, uh, those six songs are maybe the best start to, uh, to a concert that I have it was perhaps amazing. ever seen. And they seen. sounded very good. The they sound. Uh, amazing. I mean, we've been seeing them now 30 years ago was the first show that I ever saw yeah. from them. The Joshua Tree was the first tour that yeah. I ever saw. We've talked about that on a previous show. The sound has gotten so much better. Yeah. Sound in concerts have, have has just gotten so amazing yeah. that uh, the sound, the visuals, Crazy. And I got to say, Bonobos was in very good voice. He was in rare form yeah. that evening. Okay, so. And then the, the they continue, because they're playing the album in order. In order, yes. They go into Bullet the Blue Sky. Uh, and that actually is a minor hit. Yeah, but they've been playing it pretty regularly on they all play their it pretty tours. Re- so people know it. I wouldn't yeah. say that when people are like, hey, what's your favorite U2 song? Bullet the Blue Sky, yeah. bro. yeah. Although Edge, but it's a Fedge does play the blues during Fedge uh, Fedge does play the blues. It's a it's a good song. I, it's I, solid. I, I still prefer the album version. I think it's recorded really well. It's a cool recording. Yeah, I look. I mean, when I heard it the first time, I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah. Uh, and then we go into uh, running to stand still. Yes. Okay, and running to stand still is another great song, but not a not a hit necessarily. An but. album track, but you they haven't. I don't think they've played that on tour since Joshua Tree. Or I don't at least think they not have. To yeah, my knowledge. It was awesome to hear it. Uh, the rest of it of the album, it was just amazing to hear these songs live because they never play these. They never play them. So Red Hill Mining Town, they did something interesting with the backdrop. Yeah, which was they had 
a uh, horn band. A Salvation Army horn section. Playing, which they have never done this song with a horn section. It uh-huh. was like a new arrangement. Mm-hmm. They have uh, this Salvation Army horn band uh, in the backdrop playing. Yeah. And I don't know how they keep the time next to this thing. Yeah. But you too, God darn it. God they, darn it if they did it. They play right along with you them. You know what? I would imagine it required some rehearsal. I think there's probably a conductor yep. in the orchestra pit yep. waving his arms up and down. Like at the Oscars, there's a conductor with a full orchestra. Like a, a Ray block Parker away. Jr. <laughs> like yeah. a, a conductor, like Ray Parker Jr. or yes, something. Of course. So I thought that arra- the new arrangement of Red Hill Mining Town was awesome. I thought it was okay. I maybe would have liked to have seen them just play it straight. Really? I you that's where that you and I it. that's where maybe you and I did. I th- I wasn't not into it. Like yeah. I thought it was good, but I was a little like I like this song so much. I don't know that need. A I don't. New arrangement. I, but that's me. I understand yeah. the need to like. Okay, the casual U two fan. I mean, when you fill up the Rose Bowl, you're going to have a few casual U two yeah. fans who want to hear the hits. Yeah, I can. I understand the need to sort of jazz up the eye or like go. Uh-huh. Oh, this is different. This yeah, isn't just U yeah. two playing it. But I, as a U two fan, would have just been interested in hearing them play it. You know what I think? I think it would have been cool to see a new arrangement for. With or without you, or still haven't found one of those. And for these songs, we never get to hear live mm-hmm. play because play I, something different for those. Like make a new arrangement for a better known song, and then for this one, play it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Away. I agree. I agree. I always enjoy when a band, when you see a band. I, I used to, in fact, that's. I used to go see bands like uh, I remember Crowded House used to do that, where they they would take their hits and do something really weird or interesting with right. them. Uh, where you're like, oh, I've never heard that song before that way. Yeah. And then they would do their album tracks, you know, and just do like the best live yeah, version yeah, of it, yeah. the tightest live version. That being said, I thought it was really cool, the the, the kind of horn version. It was it, it was, was definitely cool. interesting. I mean, I'm I'm glad I saw it. I would maybe say uh, I would I would be interested in seeing that once, but I would rather yeah. see. It. Okay, so then they say, "Welcome to side two. We're flipping the record over, yeah. and this is where side two gets going uh, in God's country." Well, Red Hill Mining Town Oops. was actually— Sorry, did I skip over that? No, that's the one with the new arrangement. But yeah. Red Hill Mining Town was the first song on side two in actuality. But he didn't say welcome to side two till after Red Hill Mining Town. So you're correct. What? Isn't, I've, isn't side two Red Hill Mining Town I think the God, first song? I think In God's Country is the first song on— I'll bet you $5. Oh, boy. This is going to be interesting. Side— to I'm looking it up. Um, um, in God's Country was rad. Right? Yeah, In God's Country is great. Am I right? Yes, Engineer Cody Brett says I am right. In God's Country, There's no way. No, I'm not. Why did you point at me and nod? <laughs> am <laughs> okay. I correct? We, we have to. We have to really work on. <laughs> how you communicate with human beings. Because you pointed at me, and I looked at you and said, am I right? And you nodded up and down. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) You are right. All right. Okay, so look, I listened to it on CD. You know? Wow, In God's Country and One Tree Hill were singles. They were, but uh, uh, not not incredibly successful singles, but they were singles nonetheless. Um, okay, so In God's Country was awesome. In God's Country, great. Yeah, I love that song. Trip Through Your Wires, I really like that yeah, song. And too. I haven't heard them play that in ages. And me it's got too. that cool harmonica. 
Um, I don't think Trip Through Your Wires had ever been played live. Either that or Red Hill Mining Town had ever been played live until this tour. Right. I mean, I, I love Trip. I feel like I've seen them play Trip Through okay. Your Wires, but, okay. I, but maybe I'm wrong. I maybe no it idea. is Red Hill Mining Town. Um, I really enjoyed Trip Through Your Wires. It's a great song. Uh, One Tree Hill, Bingo, Bongo, Bango. Yeah, that was great. That's a, that's a great song. Um, that was dedicated to Chris Cornell. He did a little speech yep. about Chris Cornell. Um, now, then comes a little song called Exit. And he uh, Bono does a uh, costume change. Mm-hmm. By the way, and this is something interesting I heard about uh, Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. You know, she does a lot of costume changes. Yes. I, I, and this is a rumor. This is like a Hollywood rumor. Yeah. I heard she does so many costume changes yeah. because she shits her pants during her show. Every single time she does a costume change, it's because, <laughs> because she, she shits, shits her, her pants. pants. So they have to bring like 25 costumes oh because God. she has bowel problems and she's constantly shitting her pants. Why would she choose to be an entertainer? I get the quest for fame. I don't know. Huh. Well, it's okay. crazy. I get it. So when I saw Bono in a different outfit, I was like, did he just shit his pants? Oh, no. I don't think it's because he shit his pants. Do you think it's something he does every single night? No. If you no, go no. see the tour, gentle listener, and he changes his outfit before the song exit, let us know because I think he might have shit his pants. Well, I think, yes, it's something they do every night, but I don't think it's because he shit his pants. <laughs> but listen, I'm 99% sure there's still that 1%. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we should check it out. We should check it out. Okay, so the song Exit. It's 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 like they have to play the whole album because that's the tour. That's the tour. They got a, they sold a lot of tickets by saying, hey, remember this record that you all like, yeah. Joshua Tree? We're going to play it in its entirety. Sounds great until you get to the song Exit. <laughs> okay. This song, I it's not that bad it's just not a classic like everything else on the album it's i think that's being generous saying that the only problem with it is it's not a well classic. i mean it's in it's in rattle and hum like it was important enough that they had a they had it that's in true. rattle and hum it was like a big enough deal that i think it, I, it just I, doesn't age well it didn't yeah. age well yeah. i i uh, i i was finding hard difficult he would uh the band was connecting it to trump yeah, uh, they played that uh, video clip of uh, from a movie from the fifties or sixties yeah. where a guy named Trump comes into town and he's going to build a wall around the town. Yeah. It, was, it was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, that was a cool, like, oh wow, what a weird little movie. Um, and they were trying to sort of thematically tie it to the present. Uh, they had to do something with. They it. had to do something because it's to, about a serial killer. That's what the song was. It you was don't a say, wasn't it? The original song. It was I have about no idea. the. Um, about uh, John Wayne Gacy? <laughs> I thought it, it was about the... the um, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker? <laughs> one of those guys. I'm serious. Is it, it was, really? Yeah, it was about like one of the... The one that Tommy Lee G- Jones played in the the movie where he's like the on fugitive? death row. <laughs> yeah, The Fugitive. <laughs> Wait, was he trying to kill Harrison Ford yeah. in that movie? The, no the, wonder he was running exit away. Exit is from Harrison Ford's perspective. <laughs> yeah, so he came out kind of dressed... Like he was on the Joshua Tree tour, sort, sort of. of, and he was playing sort of like a preacher kind of character yeah. too. Um, sort of. I don't know. I thought Look, they did a good job in making this sort of dated song that not everyone has been really if, listening to since then. Interesting and kept the show going. Right. If you forced me to do to reenact something I did thirty years ago. <laughs> Like, I would be embarrassed to do it. But that's the thing. It's cool that they went for it rather than skipping it or... or, or it would be interesting if one show, Bono came out and went, 
yeah, I know we're supposed to do the album in its <laughs> right. entirety. We're just going to skip the next song. Yeah. Do any of you care? Yeah. And then every single person in unison goes, no. no. <laughs> but I admire that they that they went for it. I admire their gumption. Yes. <laughs> and that's all that needs to be said about that. And then, of course, you have the album Closer, Mothers of the Disappeared. Which is a beautiful song, yeah, I think. that's nice. It's maybe not uh, – it's great on album. It's maybe not the uh, – most uh, dynamic of of closers, and it's maybe not even like one of their classic closers, like yeah. the song Forty, maybe or yeah. something. It's uh, I thought it sounded it sounded good. really yeah. good, but I won't I won't say like you know you know how when you're you're doing a show like the beginning is supposed to be the second best thing and the end is supposed to be the yeah. best thing. Yeah. This is like the beginning was incredible and then the end is like hey these two songs are just mm. it's almost like they should have finished the album and then done. Like done bad or something, and then walked off for the you yeah know? yeah like really finish it off with a big bang. or maybe but, or maybe they play the uh, the album backwards and they go look we said right. we we're gonna play it in Ooh, its entirety if not <laughs> like that <laughs> that gum you like is coming back in style <laughs> what <laughs> we'll talk about it okay later. all right oh that's right you we talked about this on the way to the show you have never seen Twin Peaks oh yeah yeah, yeah. all right so. On that note, they closed it out and said, and that was a little something we call Joshua Tree. Yep. They have a, a guy come out and say that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that. And he did the whole thing. He did the whole thing. It was crazy. Um, now we're in Encore territory, and uh, this is where it's sort of, you think that it sort of is, is going to heat up again. You're like, okay, you just had two yeah. that were okay. Yeah. What do you think then you kick it off with? After that, like, walk away, walk away, yeah. walk away, walk away. Yeah. No, they go to Miss Sarajevo. Miss Sarajevo was the uh, – I know that they're still, um, tw- like, messing around with the set list and the encores, and I think this has changed since then. Yeah. It was interesting. Miss Sarajevo is a beautiful song. A beautiful song. I don't know if that's the spot for it. I don't know that that is the spot yeah. for it. I think you come back with something that like, boom, gets everyone's beautiful energy back. Or, yeah, and then and then go, and now we're playing Miss Sarajevo, and everyone's like, cool, well, I'm back on board. Let's yeah, hear it. Yeah. Um, it, was inter- it was definitely interesting. Or play it after the song they played next, because yeah. that's the one that gets everyone going. This is the one, and uh, the next song is one of their best songs ever. You know it from The Unforgettable Fire and from Live Aid, uh, where they played an incredible version of it, and they brought uh, one of the people up into the from the crowd up on stage, yeah. and, and Bono uh, uh, gave her a sweet old hug. Gave her a, like a 20-minute hug. <laughs> hey, would you like a 20-minute hug? Um Bad. bad. That's right. And not Michael Jackson's bad. No, we're not talking about MJ's bad. No, we're talking about the original bad. I thought it was YouTube. a particularly great. That was fantastic. I didn't I didn't think they bad. were going to play. Let me just say what I liked about the show with the exception of Miss Sarajevo up to this point is it's all songs from 1987 and before. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. It was like I was back watching yeah. YouTube back then. It was cool, you know, because I I went to the Joshua Tree tour, and yeah. those were the songs yeah, that they yeah, had yeah. to play. Totally. They didn't. They they weren't like in 1987. They were like, hey, we're gonna play a little song that we're gonna record in 13 years yeah. called "Beautiful Day." Yeah, they didn't come out and do that, which is weird. It's weird. Why don't you do that, YouTube? 
Like, why didn't they come out and play uh, The Miracle of Joey Ramone? <laughs> why didn't they play Hold Me, Thrill Me? <laughs> Kiss Me, Kill Me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so th- the second encore is where they kind of This is where they, s- they c- come into the, the present day. They started off with their, probably their biggest hit post-Octung Baby. Yeah. Beautiful Day. Yep. And they play Beautiful Day and everyone's into it. And we're all... We're all uh, locked arms and shaking our behinds. Everyone's shaking their little butts mm-hmm. and, and locking their arms. And with- then and then they play another song from that very same album and from the Tomb Raider soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Elevation. Which was also Woo! very good. Woo! I like that song a lot. That's a great song. And that was the uh, tour opener for the All That You Can't Leave Behind tour, which uh, The brings- Elevation tour. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's what uh, that tour was called. <laughs> and then, then we have the uh, the first song from their most classic album to a lot of people since the Joshua Tree, Actung Baby. And you would think, uh, what would you think from Actung Baby? You would play Mysterious Ways. Yeah. Um, the Fly. <laughs> even better than the real. Even thing. better. No, they play Ultraviolet. Yeah. Which it, was on the. 360 tour, they played that. Right. They must really like this song. I think they do. Or they like the concept of ultraviolets. Maybe they're real Roy G. Biv heads. (laughs) I like this song, too. Um, (laughs) I like the song, too. (laughs) What do you think about that song? I think it's okay. It's not my favorite, but I was kind of jamming to it. I even, like, it sort of dropped my mind what record it was from. And I asked yeah. you, I was like, what record is this from? Yeah. And you were like, Octoon Baby. You dumb shit. <laughs> and then coming up next for the final song of this one particular set is uh, one of the most classic songs from uh, Octoon Baby, which was or also- ever of theirs. Or right? ever, yeah. Which was also the uh, first dance at uh, Cyclops and the Phoenix's- <laughs> Wedding, I read in a Marvel comic from 1993. Wow. The other day. Uh, One. One, they played with (laughs) gusto. (laughs) With extreme gusto. Uh, And that was also good. God damn. (laughs) I'm I'm not totally remembering... These this section of the concert for some I mean I remember it but I don't remember. Well, can I tell like, a little story about what yeah. happened during this concert? Yeah. During this section of the show? Well, yeah. Okay, so previous to the show when we were in the desert tent, uh Kulop uh leans over to stroke my back. You know, give it a little pat. Sure. You know, give it a little up and down. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying. Uh, and she feels something in the shirt and goes, Oh, you have a tag in your shirt that we should cut out when we get home. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, what is it? And it's like in my back. And I'm like sort of self-conscious about a tag in my shirt that, you know, in a newer shirt that, yeah. I, that I need to, that I need to cut really off. really embarrassing. Or scratchy, you know what I mean? Sometimes uh-huh. uh, tags can, can get very itchy. Mm-hmm. So we're in the middle of the show uh, in, the, in this encore section. And I feel the tag what I, uh, sort of scratching me. It's in my arm. Um, and I'm like, oh God, there's another tag. And I reach over to, to like uh, feel it. Mm -hmm. And I go, oh wait, no, this tag, I'm able to move it down through the sleeve of my arm. And I go, Mm -hmm. oh, I must have like something stuck in the sleeve of my arm or something. And I, and Kulop's watching me do this and I go, oh, I have something stuck in my arm. It goes all the way down through my sleeve. It is a giant beetle. Huge. (laughs) 
Huge. Huge. Yeah. And I go, what is this? And Coolip goes, it's a bug. Yeah. And I drop it on the floor. By the way, we all took pictures of it. Yeah. So we'll post the, those on the website. Yeah. It was so fucking disgusting. It was really weird. And it, you know how when you find a bug on you, you just feel like itchy. Oh, it's the worst. I felt itchy and weird the entire rest of the show. Yeah, you so, feel like you're you're filled with bugs. I, fe- I feel like, am I dirty? No, but then you look down at the Rose Bowl floor, and it's just like the dirtiest place. Yeah. It's an ancient... That means a beetle crawled up your leg and into your shirt yes. and started just oh. hanging out. And then it. Naomi was kind of like, well, maybe it dropped from, the, from above us, and that yeah. was no better. Yeah. Uh, and then I told this story about a wasp in my pants. Oh yeah. You told the story about how you, uh, I was talking to Ioni sky in 1995. Right. And you were like, Oh, I got this on lock. (laughs) Well, no, but I, (laughs) I was nervous talking to to the star of say anything. Yeah. And then I was like, huh, something kind of hurts off. And I had to excuse myself. It was like a big group of people. I was like, I got to go to, I have to go in the bathroom for a second. I go in and open my pants and there's a wasp in In my pants. And it had had stung stung me multiple multiple times. times And your penis had swollen up to one inch. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It was huge. And you went back to Ioni Sky and said, look, look at this. Look, it happened. Um, so I I was distracted, I have to say. I yeah. was distracted by having a bug arm. I think maybe I was distracted by that as well. Yeah, so this part of the show, plus, look, I'm going to be honest, I took an edible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, you did. And I don't, I, you know. That's right. I, 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 who knows what was happening with me at this, at this moment in time, but I was enjoying myself, but I don't recall the exact specifics of what was going down. But then they had one more song to play. They had one more song, and uh, uh, this was, and I've, I have never seen, I don't think I've ever seen a band do this. This was unprecedented in my concert-going experience. The band, U2, played a new song to close the show. Yeah. I've never seen that before. To close the show. To close the show. And guess what? It was really good and people were into it. It was awesome. And they, as a band, don't really play new songs. It's not really – R.E.M. used to do it a lot. Yeah. They're like – I don't remember them ever playing a song before it's come out on a record. It's awesome. It was good song. It was really good. In fact, we have a clip of them doing it on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, this yeah. is uh, the little things that give you away. I want to hear just a little bit of it because it it kicks a fair yeah. amount of butt cheek. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. It's catchy. It like has a good hook and stuff. It's good. Chorus. I don't remember verses when he played. The, uh, some songs from the next record. I don't, I don't remember, remember him this. playing this. No, so some people, some listeners have uh, written to us saying, is this the, one of the songs that he played? No, it it's not. But the stuff he played was very, it was in this sort of tone. It was Well, it one, like, of, one of the songs was, but it wasn't this one. A lot of the stuff that he played was more like driving. You know what's interesting is I read this interview where he said that Steve Lillywhite came in and had them re-record all of the songs live in the studio. Really? Yeah. I wonder if they'll release both versions of it. I don't know. What are they doing? I don't know. What They played us great shit. I know. Just put it, it out. It sounded so good. Yeah. Um, so this is more in the sort of one kind of minor key-ish. Yeah. Uh, but it, and then it gets really like rocking. It was a end. great 
It was a great way to close the show. Cut, cut a little more towards the end of it, if you could. Yeah, here we go. This is where it starts sounding like classic YouTube. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There we go. It's a beautiful day. Yep. That's it. All right. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. I'd n- I'd never seen that, and uh, I would I'd forgotten about the bug at that point. <laughs> the bug was super into that song too. <laughs> the bug was he was fucking jamming next to us. Um, so all in all, I thought it was a really, really good show. What that was really think? good. Yeah. And uh, everyone at the venue at the Rose Bowl treated us really, really well. Some really nice people who work there. Very much I, so. I, thank you again to Laura, as usual. Yeah, of course. And uh, thank you to the band, you uh, two. By the way, we didn't get to see the Lumineers. Uh, yeah. More like the Luminos. <laughs> the Lumen didn't see them. <laughs> yeah, didn't see them. They're a good band, though. I've They're a good band. I like them, them, but we just didn't see them. Um, and uh, Should we mention the new T-shirts? Yeah, let's talk about the new T-shirts because that's really why we're recording. Yep, <laughs> so we can that's sell why we're some here. Fucking T-shirts. Uh, we have a couple of new shirts in the store today, and uh, new you talking you two to me shirts. We have a uh, first of all, what I would call the college girl shirt. Yeah, uh, I think I think you would call it that because it says college girls. On yeah, it. probably. So I'm accurate. Yeah. Um, and we also have uh, a shirt that is. It looks kind of like. How would you describe it? It looks sort of like a Joshua Tree shirt, but it has a picture of you from the movie Torque. Holding a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it says, you talking you two to me on it. And it's very funny. Yeah, it's I, cool. I like both of those. Uh, really funny shirts. Those are going to be They're in the sale? store today. They're, oh, they're awesome. for sale today. Yeah, so go, ch- go check those out. Great. Um, we also have a bit of sad business to our uh, friends in Tennessee. Yeah. We were, Sorry you live in Tennessee. <laughs> we were going to perform uh, a live uh, version of You Talking You Two to me. At Can you imagine Bonnaroo? listening to this in the middle of a oh field? You wow. Would, you would just you would. walk out of the comedy tent. <laughs> uh, we can't go to Bonnaroo. We can't go to Bonnaroo. Now, I can go to Bonnaroo. Yeah. I've, I've cleared my schedule. I unfortunately cannot go. So, And this is because of the uh, – uh, look – you you film this what we call a pilot mm-hmm. called Jehosted. Jehosted. Based on the comedy of Colin Jehost. Yep. And uh look. Then you get picked up and you don't, all of you a sudden don't expect to get all picked of a sudden, up. You're a TV series and you gotta make a bunch you of gotta them. Ma- you do, when you made this thing, you're like, oh yeah, I mean the uh, we're they're never gonna order this. Yeah. Let, me, let me schedule something in the middle of the summer when I yeah. when I would be filming a television show. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, scheduling got too tight on the television show, and you are required. I mean, you're not just a star of this, but you're a producer. That's right. So yeah. I'm going to be hard at work on Jehosted. So sorry to everyone who – I can't imagine there's anyone who bought an actual Bonnaroo ticket for because us. Because of our podcast. But if there is, we really apologize. Yeah. Um, we will let do us ma- Let us make it up to you somehow. Um, I can't imagine a way in which we could make it up to you, <laughs> but hey, let's try. Um, so apologies about that. And um, any other bit of business uh, you want to talk about YouTube related? We're yeah. look, we're gonna put these episodes out as long as there's YouTube material to cull from, from which yeah. to cull. 
And Hopefully there'll be something before we all fucking die. Hopefully they'll have a their album out sometime soon. We hope they're – I mean uh, songs of uh, experience – is yeah. is hopefully we That's don't even know if it's going to be called that, but we assume it's going to be called that. We well, look, we know no more than you, but we're hoping that it comes out, um, just so we can make another episode of this podcast and go yeah. through it song by song. Because we can't, we can't make a an episode just from whole cloth. We <laughs> sure. need some material. We need to material work with. here. So look, we promise we will make another episode. Like if something you two related happens, like you yeah. two comes over to our houses, yeah. You two comes out with a line of menswear. <laughs> We'd have to do an episode of bespoke that. menswear. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we would have to. We would. We would be required to do a full episode about their cravats. Yep. And their. Uh, you have really lost interest yeah. in this. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> you are scratching your. Did me mentioning the bugs? You've been scratching your arms nonstop since then. I know. <laughs> you. Um, I do have to leave, but I I love uh, Bonnaroo, and I really wish we could go. I know. Actually, we should go now and just like check out the site and go to the field. Yeah, and just, just to make sure everything's just walk around coming together. Make sure there's no swampy marsh parts. <laughs> That's right. Does it get swampy there? I don't know. Oh. But you've been there. I mean, my butthole got swampy the one time I was there. <laughs> swampy butthole, Ackerman. <laughs> um, what um, about you? Do you have uh, anything to uh, plug? Well, uh, not not really. Yeah. I mean, uh, people can uh, – if you're interested in comedy, you can watch uh, Bajillion Dollar Properties, the Great season show. three. You were on the, uh, the very one. first episode of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, that the season three is out. It's super, yeah. super funny, so people yeah. can watch that. Um, it's a great show. I produced that, and uh, that's about all I want to plug. Anything for you? Um, Got any uh, films? Come, by the way – how much do you love films? Films. I love films. Hey, is this an episode of I Love Films? I think it is. Hey, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're talking about films here. Films like, oh, I don't know. The, the Godfather. Godfather. Heard of it? Yes, yeah. you have. Because we're, it's a classic. My favorite part of Godfather is Godfather Part Two, sure. where Al Pacino, I forget what his character is called, leans over and kisses that guy. And yeah. I'm like, ew. And he's like, Frodo. Yeah. Go find the ring. Yes. And his brother says, Oh my God, I love the ring. I love the ring. I have to go to the mountain and get it. Yeah. And Al Pacino's like, Say hello to my little friend, and then they all go to a party. Is that's and and that's those are the little midgets that that we call hobbits. That's right, my little friend. Great, great Great, film, great film. The 1970s is when filmmakers were. It was the the inmates running the asylum, and we were all the better for it. It was the period of the auteur, certainly. Absolutely. Oh, Easy Riders, Easy Rider. uh, back to the Future. Back to the Future. Gremlins. The Matrix. This is the period when Captain all, America: Civil War. Captain America: Civil War. All the great, all the great seventies films. films. Not your popcorn flicks. Oh uh, no! Not just explosions and car chases. Excuse and me. MTV I'd, cutting. I'd like a large popcorn, please, because I enjoy eating it at the movies. Yeah. How about how about this? How about you bring some uh, some gorp? 
to the theater. Yeah. It's a healthy snack. It's not as noisy as popcorn or candy. Yeah. And you can watch a film and actually enjoy it. Enjoy it for once. And that's not to say we don't like popcorn. We like popcorn. We like popcorn. I When I go to the movies, I order an extra large tub. I love corn. Slather on that I butter. bring corn on the cob to the movies. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Corn of any type. I bring candy corn. Yep. I do the trifecta of corn. You put candy corn on your corn on the cob and then stick it into a big tub of popcorn. You got something. But sure, we love films. Love it. Great app. Terrific app. Maybe our best. Probably. Well, um, Adam, it's great seeing you for the first time in two years. You too, man. You too, man. That's that is the next w- album. <laughs> you too, man. <laughs> By the way, you two, we're still, if you were to call your album poop, <laughs> we would love you for it. For sure. <laughs> you too, poop. We'd be first in line. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been it for us. Uh, This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we sincerely hope that you've found what you're looking for. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, support literally for today's show comes from Lisa Mattresses. Lisa was founded with a simple goal to help people sleep better. You know, the Z's. And with an innovative direct-to-consumer online strategy, Lisa's... Lisa's... Mattresses... Lisa's 100% American-made mattresses are challenging the traditional mattress industry. Forbes even named it one of the top 20 startups to watch. See for yourself why everyone is raving about Lisa by trying it in your home, if that's where you sleep. 100 nights, risk-free. And right now, you can get $75 off a Lisa mattress with the offer code BONO at L-E-E-S-A. Dot com. That's 75 bones. That is, in my opinion, Buco Dolores. Lisa Mattress, L-E-E-S-A dot com. Offer code Bono. Bye. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Ticano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shakin? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs, people like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band, and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. 
I think it's a one-of-a-kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.